What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We got Super Wild Card Weekend to discuss with y'all boys, make some picks, locks and dogs, all of that. And even got some breaking bombshell news going around the league. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on the picks. Comments on the recent hirings and firings around the NFL. And as always, I'm Paul Pivoweno, and I'm joined with. Yeah, you know, man, I'm your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy. You're a friendly neighborhood Falcons fan. Uh, that isn't enjoying the playoffs like you guys over there. I feel like just Squidward me when I'm looking. When dudes looking through the window and just watching all y'all just having fun. Yeah, I'm not even having fun right now, bro. I'm on the edge of my seat. This ain't I ain't. Uh, what's Kobe say, bro? Job ain't done. Yeah, I mean, at least you got invited to the dance. I I got I got some new shoes in the summertime, thinking oh, these would be perfect for the dance, and I didn't get it. I I ain't got a date. And it was like week ten. You're like looking at some ties. Yeah, oh, week ten. Week ten. We were putting in um orders for rental cars. Yeah, we was gonna come through in a Lamborghini Urus. And then also, I think it was like week fourteen that the check bounced. They were like, yeah, oh, man, and they wasn't giving me, and they wasn't giving me my down payment back. And I think week week eighteen though, you you accepted the money ain't coming back, and it's time to. Time to hold off. No, nah, they sent me a bill for um, wasting their time. And uh, you, their check bounced, so that's going to cost you another 75 Yeah, they sent me a bill like, yo, bro, you wasted my time. You made me think that y'all was actually something. <laughs> uh, well, uh, from one bill to another bill. Yeah. You got Bill Belichick. I think that's the biggest news outside of the wild card weekend. And it's not even, like, a shocker. You know, that, that's when you know it's big news. But it's not shocking news. You just still can't believe it when it happens. But Bill Belichick is done as the New England Patriots head coach slash GM slash owner slash all that. He's done with the Patriots. That boy is a free agent for the first time in 20 or like 23 years. Yeah, I think it was 23 years to be exact. But Brad had a fucking decorated career, 301 wins. Um, What, six Super Bowls? In two different decades, yeah, yeah, he got a lot of shit. I don't know how many coaches a year he's won. Probably one of the best people to ever be a head coach and a GM at the same time. Type, yeah, nothing but tip your hat off on. I chose not to come with a hat on because fuck him, but tip your hat to Nick Saban or Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean. Big Bill, as a Dolphins fan, somebody that has to see him twice a year, every year. It is a little better knowing that probably the greatest football coach, definitely of our generation, is not going to be in our division no more. Who knows? The door is open on him going somewhere else. And I actually, I'm not yet okay with thinking of turning on football on Sunday and not seeing Bill Belichick somewhere around. So I do hope he gets a, a coaching job somewhere. Or even a GM role or something. This I need him to still be around in football. Oh uh, yeah, I think he's everybody's screaming Falcons, but I think he's gonna. Um, he says he wants to keep playing, so I can see him going somewhere. And he's only 15 wins away from breaking great Don Shula record of wins. Uh, 
So it, it's on the table, especially if he goes to the right place where he knows he can probably hit that number in two years and doesn't have to do like the whole four or five year song and dance. He he could probably do it. He'll probably do it. And then from one great to another great, and it's, this isn't NFL, even though he was one time an NFL coach, Nick Saban, calling it a career, hanging up, hanging him up, calling it a career, arguably the greatest college coach to ever coach college football, within the same week is retiring from the sport as Bill Belichick. How do you, how do you feel about no longer seeing that boy Nicky Saban Oh, man, that's the definition of, like, oh, man, I'm fucking fed up with this fuck shit. When I look at him retiring, pretty much the profession, whatever their heart and soul and the reasons for why people were coming to college football last when he first came back from the NFL is gone. He said, man, fuck this. It's either everything goes down, crashing and burning, or everything's ends up being okay. Regardless, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, and, I mean, he made Alabama great. Alabama was not known for football prior to him getting there. Now, only thing, especially anyone born from, from like, 1998 and on, 1995 and on, all they could think about is, like, Alabama was fucking dominant. My whole childhood, my whole grown-up life. There was wacky shit. Like, this was another weird year where it felt like, Damn, no Alabama in the finals. Interesting. Yeah, and they were so close. Went to overtime against Michigan and just lost it. I think Nick Saban wanted to go out on top, but he looks like somebody has some other things already kind of set up, whether it be college game day. He's already on the Pat McAfee doing his little one-hour appearances throughout the week. He looks like somebody who's ready to take that next step because it takes a lot to be a coach, especially in the college coaching. And they're changing the rules around you on like with the transfer portal, the NIL. And he's very open about it. And a lot of these older college coaches are very open about it. It's like, this isn't the same game I came into. This is not the same game that like I fell in love with. This is a completely different level. I mean, completely different field. Got to learn how to work it. And honestly, I could see him not wanting to sign up for another 10 years of shit changing around him with NCAA and everything. Let me just go out on top. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is two two of the greatest coaches, two of the most winningest coaches in football, period, going out like that. Seven, and one, it's both for, uh, well, 172 and 171. That, right. Can you imagine Kev being 72 coaching? 72 and 71 is the retirement age. Like, that's insane. Yeah, that shit is crazy because it's like, you know, imagine the amount of different ways you've seen football progress and it consistently stay with something new is insane. And then the last coach, Kev, you call it a firing. I don't call it a firing. We'll let the comments decide. Pete Carroll out as the head coach for the Seattle Seahawks, Kev. You said he got fired. If he got fired, how are you feeling about Pete Carroll who was just like one game away from making the playoffs, no longer being the head coach of the Seahawks. No, it's pretty fudging, pretty fucking wild. Like, I guess that's how the cookie crumbled, but that wasn't a good cookie to crumble the way it did. 
they went nine and eight. Like some other years, you're making the playoffs nine and eight. They won their last few. They won the last game to at least get them and in, potentially into the dance. I would say in the NFC South, you went in the division at nine and eight. Yeah. Like the Packers are in the playoffs and they're nine and eight in the same conference. Like and I'm guessing they either must be in conversations with Jim Harbaugh, especially since Jim Harbaugh is petty, he wouldn't mind playing in that division again. Or they must they must have somebody great lined up. It's gonna be this is what I'm seeing. This is my official pick after hearing everything. It's gonna be Dan Quinn. I did hear Dan Quinn was coming through, but I don't know how I like Dan Quinn as a head coach. Yeah, you had your Dan Quinn. He took y'all to the dance. Uh, he's current defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, having one of the best defenses every year he's been there. And um, he was the Legion of Boom defensive coordinator. So he has ties. He's been there, won a Super Bowl with them boys as a defensive coordinator, and he's Pete Carroll's guy. So Pete Carroll is going to be in the advisor role. I have a feeling he's going to have, like, he's going to be able to not handpick, but his opinion's going to hold some weight in those back office uh, meetings about who's going to be the next head coach. But anything else on these coaches, Kev? Um, I mean, hopefully they enjoy their new positions or their new walks of life and they continue to get paid because that's always a great thing. And I can't wait to see what the Patriots do in a new era without Bill. Facts. Hopefully not, not shit being a Dolphins fan, but we'll see. Mm. All right, Kev. We made it. Super wild card weekend. Three days of games. Six games all together. Starting here first, 4.30 Saturday afternoon. Texans are a two-point underdog at home taking on the Cleveland Browns right after they let Joe Flacco and the boys rest. Uh, they should be pretty healthy. I don't think Imani Cooper might not be playing, but they're still a healthier than that. How do you feel? Cleveland Browns, Joe Flacco, C.J. Stroud, Texans. Texans at home, two-point dog. Um. Well, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, showed that he's probably the best player in the, probably one of the best players in the um in the league right now under the age of like twenty one type, or twenty two, whatever he's whatever his age is. But this Texas team, I'm expecting to come into this playoffs with no momentum because nobody expected them to be here. So like, I'm expecting them to play like they have nothing to fucking lose. So I think that's going to, what's going to turn this into a good game. So maybe some late game heroics. The only way the other team can um do anything is if they really genuinely try to neutral um CJ Stroud and Nico Collins um chemistry. It is the Cleveland Browns defense. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's impossible. But I'm saying, sheesh. They did play on Christmas Eve a couple weeks ago, and the Browns beat them thirty six to twenty two. That was the game Amari Cooper had like 260 yards, sets the record. Uh, but uh, the Texans were with Davis Mills, and uh, I don't even know who the other quarterback was, but C.J. Stroud did not play that game. Literally. This is, this is, I think this is one of the toughest games to really pick because 
this is a 50-50 game. Texans at home, you might want to lean the home edge, especially being a home dog, but they're so young taking on Kevin Stavansky, who's been to the playoffs, has won a playoff game with Baker, and Joe Flacco, who, you know, you usually want a veteran come playoff time. Is there any certain thing you're leaning more towards? Um, definitely. Definitely, um, I like the Browns. I love the Browns. I love Joe Flacco. I think playoff Joe Flacco is a mythical creature people forgot about and don't talk enough about. But I think I might be able to trust this C.J. Stroud's um, Texans. But that's all off the face of the defense. If this defense can create turnovers and kind of show like Joe, like you're a little human, bro, I respect it. Oh, oh, fuck! Uh, I think I'm gonna go. Oh, fuck! Oh no! Who Who are you picking first? Oh, the Texans. That's it, damn, bro. Like, I'm there. There. Give me Joe Flacco, bro. Joey Feezy is gonna come to show up, bro. I am riding him. I'm hoping he goes all the way to the uh uh. The championship game loses to the Dolphins type shit. <laughs> but I fuck with Joe Flacco and what he's doing. It could this is a game where he could throw in three interceptions and the Texans steamroll him and I'm looking crazy. But I think the Browns they gonna have that veteran savviness and I'm never picking against Joe Flacco. Let's get it. Thanks. Next game, Kev. Peacock. Tune in. Be there. Be square. Chiefs. Five-point favorite at home taking on my Miami Dolphins, Kev. I want to hear your unbiased take before I – you know who I'm picking. So I want to hear before I have anything to sway your votes on anything, how you see this game going. Who do you have in the first round? The Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. It's going to be like one degree, negative 30 wind chill. One of the coldest games in NFL playoff history. How do you feel that we're going to stack up against them? Um, I mean, normally I would be worried, but this is not a Kansas City Chiefs team that's really built to be feared. So I would usually say, hey, Paul, don't bet too much money on the Dolphins. You don't want to jinx them. But no, nah, i probably bet the house. That unless the Chiefs team really comes in rejuvenated, which I doubt it, I could bet the house that motherfucking the Dolphins steamroll the Chiefs and give them give Pat Mahomes his first um first round loss in a while. Well, everyone's already everyone keeps saying that we keep losing to the top teams outside of the Cowboys win. We did play the Chiefs in uh Germany way earlier this year. It was a low scoring game. The Chiefs won. Uh, but. That was without Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Mm. We are hurt, though. Andrew Van Geeko is going to be out. Um, he was our last great pass rusher after Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips are out for the season already. Jerome Baker, our middle linebacker, is out for this game. Xavier Howard's going to be out for this game. Jalen Waddle's questionable. More Sturge, Damn, nobody came. Yeah, more Sturge questionable. Connor Williams, our center. And, like, honestly, he's the glue that holds this team, the offensive line together. He's out for the rest of the season. Fucking, we're so banged up. 
that I, I don't feel good about this game, but I'm rocking with us to win it just because the Chiefs are playing some of the worst football in the league. I'm not going to say the worst football in the league come well, out of all the playoffs team, but they're one of the worst offenses coming into the playoffs. And I feel like even if the Dolphins only score 21, I think it'll be enough to win. Keep this Chiefs defense at uh, Chiefs offense at bay, especially at one degree, negative 30 wind chill. It's going to be a run heavy game. And I think a chain's going to just fucking, we're going to ride his legs to victory. Oof. I want to pick the Dolphins so bad. I pull up the memes, videos, whatever I need to do to be like, yeah, man, Dolphins, Dolphins, Dolphins. But I got to take the. I gotta take the. See, I can't even say it. It doesn't feel right. I gotta take the. Gotta take the. I don't know, man. I just don't think the Chiefs are a team that can be beat on the road right now. I'm not gonna lie. Not on the road. At in Arrowhead right now. But playoff time, lits. It's on the road. You guys aren't known for being like road warriors or anything. It's gonna be a very close fucking affair. Tight ball game. And for the flip a coin, my imaginary coin says. Fuck it. I guess we'll go um I guess we'll go um I'm faded. What was I for say? Chiefs or dolphins? I guess we'll go um dolphins. Fuck it. Alright, both on the dolphins. I got the Browns, you got the Texans. Now we're on to Sunday, one o'clock. Bills, ten point favorite against Mason Rudolph Steelers. No TJ Watt. He is gonna he is hurt, uh probably for the playoffs. This is also gonna be a game that's like 30 mile per hour winds. It's gonna be like 10 degrees, super cold, rugged ass field. Is this a game the Steelers could steal? Mm, me personally, I don't see it, but the way Mason Rudolph was slinging that thing a little piece these last few games, I could he could try. You could definitely try to get up out of there, but no, nah, I think um Bills, Joshy Allen. Yeah, I think Josh Allen, the way they've been figuring out how to get the run, how to get Josh Allen back running again, throwing that bitch, making the keep still keeping the pass game vertical. I think and they didn't they fight Ken Dorsey during the season? Yeah, but since firing them, they're six and one. Yeah, so they've been figuring it out. I'm taking the Bills, I'm not going to lie to you. I will say he had a great game against us, but he also threw two interceptions. So like it's it's on the table at any given moment. So it is – It's it, if this is a low-scoring game, that's exactly what the Steelers want. And I think it could be way closer than 10 points because 10 points spread in the playoffs is absolutely insane. But I'm going to have to go with the – I'm going to have to go with the Bills as well. Yeah. I always knew he was a Park Bills fan. <laughs> but not that's a good pick, man. The Bills are kind of on a tear right now. They like you said, they're six and one in their last but they've knocked off a hitter or two. Nobody too too crazy. But shout out the Bills, man. I think that's a solid pick, homie. Yeah, I'm a the Bills ten point favorite at home. I wouldn't lay the I would not lay the ten points, but if you have to add them to a parlay, it doesn't hurt. Next games, Kev. This is when the I don't know if it gets interesting yet. Depends on how you see this game. 
Packers, Cowboys, and Dallas. It's at Jerry World. You know it's a different ball. You know there's a different ball club when they're at home with the undefeated at home still. I think two years in a row now. How do you feel about them taking on this red hot Jordan Love Packers squad? Who Jordan Love second half of the season, fucking, it's hard to find anyone whose numbers match his. Seven. I mean Jordan Love. I mean Jordan Love just showed us that he was a problem straight up. That's the easiest way to look at it. He was like, "Yo, things I didn't know. I'm a fucking problem. I miss you. Be on the lookout. You fucking shit up in the future." So I would love to see Jordan Love come in here and just kind of show up, have fun in the playoffs and do his thing. How do you think this is going to go? I think the Cowboys should be able to dog walk him offensively and defensively. But then I saw a statistic that said the Cowboys are 1-9 the last 10 times they played the Packers. And Mike McCarthy has yet to beat his former team since with the Cowboys. So for whatever reason, the cow, uh, Mike McCarthy cannot beat his old Packers squad. This is a different ball club. This is probably the best Cowboys squad we've seen in some years. And saying something because they put on a pretty good, decent team for the last couple of years. Uh, but <sighs> what if Jair just takes CD out the game, bro? Stop it. You don't think it's possible? He's still mad that they suspended him. Yeah, he probably is still mad. But what if he gets CD so mad, like he, he's talking in his ear and they both get ejected for like fighting? <laughs> he did his job. I took the number one receiver out the game. Nah, but for real though, I think the Packers should uh, dominate this game. I think Dak throws for like four touchdowns. We see a, a crazy phenomenal game out of this passing offense. And the, uh, the Packers just ain't going to be able to keep up. Yeah. I think there's going to be a Dak's like, fuck you to a lot of doubters right now. Because, honestly, outside of the 49ers, there's not a lot of NFC, there's not many NFC teams that probably could stack up with this Cowboy squad right now. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Next game, this is the teams that a lot of people are saying probably could stack up against that Cowboy squad. The Lions, three-point favorite at home. First playoff game in quite some time. First ever division champ since 30 years ago. Taking on the, the fucking Rams. Stafford is back in Detroit. This bitch is going to get to rocking. Prime time, 8 o'clock at night. Matthew Stafford's game. First game back in Detroit. Playoff game. Couldn't write it better. How do you feel this game's going to go? Oh, man. Oh. I mean, it could go – I guess this is the beauty of the playoffs. It's like you get really, really stuck on those games. Let me look at these last – the last games. Who did they play on um, – how did they look the last two weeks? Well, Stafford got to sit the last week, and they let Carson Wentz play. Carson Wentz got them boys a dub against San Francisco. So, Stafford's coming off a rest. Cooper Cup off a rest. Puka didn't have to play the whole game. Aaron Donald didn't play the whole game. Like – they're gonna be a little rested veteran squad, and they're four and zero in their last four. They're like six and one in their last seven. One loss against the Ravens in overtime, and then the Lions. They had the little roller coaster from like week tw- like nine through twelve, 
But then in the last couple of weeks, they kind of got their shit together. And arguably, they beat the Cowboys on that two-point play that got called back. A lot of people think they still beat the Cowboys. And if that's the case, they're, they're actually the number two squad under a conference. Yeah, I respect it. I mean... Jared Goff. Yeah, I do like them. I think I think it's gonna be a very good game. It's cool to see that they have the um, the 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 Stafford jersey band going on, and over there at the Lions Stadium. And you know, Stafford's wife had to say something, and because she has a platform, uh, this shit had to pop up on my to. Yeah, but um, but I got nothing but love for the Rams in my. But I gotta take my Lions. They done made it all the way to the playoffs. DC, MCDC, they got them boys right. Oh man, I'm quite proud right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like a good stepdad. But I'm looking at their numbers and they match up so like number one receiver Puka, 1486 yards. Oh well, oh, I'm on well. same Brown, 1515 yards. But that was against the number one um. Like option versus um the number one option is guarding Cooper Cup for Puka. Oh yeah, no, that's true. Cooper and also Cooper Cup is uh, I think he has the second highest yards per game average in the playoffs. It's like Larry Fitzgerald, wow. hundred and seven per game, and the Cooper Cup like one hundred and six per game. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, so uh, that the another thing people are bringing up is like, yo, Cooper Cup wants them playoffs, wants them lights shine bright. And Stafford needs to find a guy. Cooper knows what to do. Yeah. I just think they can't just force it as like you used to. Like you used to really just be able to throw it over there 12 times. You don't even five. need to now when you got Puka because then it's like take a pick. Someone's open. You you take you don't give enough credit to my dog Kyron Williams. When he's on, he's on. So that was the next thing. Kyron Williams, eleven forty four to Montgomery's ten fifteen. Damn, and that's with splitting um reps with um Jameer Gibbs. Kyron Williams didn't even play a full season. Kyron Williams only had like thirteen games on the season. Uh, oh wow! He, oh yeah, wow! He, he, I think he leads the NFL in yards per game. Nice. Uh, but yeah, and then thirteen touchdowns, Montgomery Williams twelve, and then Stafford four thousand yards to golf forty five hundred. Um, but I honestly like in Stafford. I think missed like two weeks. The final week he sat, and then he he missed a game earlier in the year. So like honestly, this this is crazy how much they used to stack up against each other. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I don't have. I need to find a dog. I think it's gonna be Rams. Uh, I need to point out Sean McVay coached Jared Goff. If he knows what Jared Goff doesn't like to see in the defense. He he's gonna be able to. I think scheme something up that um kind of forces the run game or forces golf to play a perfect ball game. And we have seen some cases of Jared goofs this season. And I think this might be a Jared goof that happens to strap it up this Sunday, just because of Sean McVay's knowing of Jared Goff. And I think Matthew Stafford got to lean towards these vets that have been there, done that when the, uh, when the playoffs start. Yeah. And I get him as a three point dog. Yeah. Monday night football, only game on Monday, and the last game for the Super Wild Card Weekend. Philadelphia Eagles, once 10-1 and 
end the season 11 and 6 taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 9 and 8 division winner which gives them the right to play at home where they're a 3 point dog taking on this kind of banged up Eagles squad AJ Brown probably will play Devontae Smith probably will play um Jalen Hurt dislocated fucked up finger on his throwing hand his thumb on his throwing hand and he has to throw the ball all practice leaning up he probably won't throw until uh game day they're favored here this is a lot of bucks fans talking right now a lot of eagles fans talking i've seen a lot of old bet money then talking that talk so this is this is gonna get a scrappy monday game here in the tampa bay area no, nah, this is about to be insane. Raymond James is about to be lit. Bucks fans is lit. Eagles fans live in Tampa. They gonna be in that bitch lit. Oh, it's gonna be a game. It's gonna be it's gonna be an environment. The game, I don't think will be great football. But the environment will be very playoff atmosphere. Very fuck you and everything you stand on type vibes. So but the fun thing about it is the Eagles have been playing the worst football. For for a few weeks now, it's not even like this is a just this is a one and one or two week thing. But you, if you watch the fucking, if you watch the Bucks play that game against the Panthers and barely be able to score, barely be able to do anything, no way I'm picking you in anything. I'm not even picking you up in chest. I wouldn't even pick you up last. I'd rather just run run seven six on seven like. So yeah, I'm taking fucking bucks the um, Eagles all day. But I will I do like the Eagles to mess this game up and make it a close one and then Baker Baker try to show his nuts. So that nine oh game is disastery. That's a that's dirty work. But I can't not bring up Jalen Hurts. They just took on the Giants. And they oh, had wow. starters in and the Giants were up 21 nothing against the starters. And Hurts had 55 yards at halftime, one interception. And they was getting fucked up. Right? And that's when injury started to happen, too. So it was like, why were why are starters playing? Like, why? And then all of a sudden, now you're hurt coming into this game. I think if they wasn't hurt and they would have just sat their guys, because the, the only way they would have got to the second seed was if the Cowboys lost to the Commanders. That really wasn't gonna happen. So, if they, if they would have been healthy, I would I would have picked them here. But the fact that they're so banged up and their defense is leading into that's the big big thing is there there it's not just their offense isn't doing much. It's their defense has went from like this elite force to be to not be fucked with last year, almost breaking the record for sacks as a team. So many hitters to this year. They're looking like the broken down station wagon that's barely getting you to school right now, type shit. Like just like it barely got you to the dance. Yeah, I mean, they just look like they're living on a prayer right now. I think we kept screaming, "This, this isn't our best ball yet. This isn't our best ball yet. This isn't our best ball yet." Now you're showing like it's over. That was the best that y'all played all season. And yeah, we no, that's thinking, for real. That that quote does not look good right now. Age terribly. He's like, you're right. That was not your best ball. This is like you're only gonna get worse type shit. But the mm-hmm. but like I just think this is gonna be a scrappy game. The Bucks at home, I think that, that Jalen Hurts being hurt on his throwing hand is gonna be a big fucking deal. And 
I just got to go with this Bucks team. And there's one thing the Eagles could normally lean on is the run game. And the Bucks are still really good at stopping the run. So Jalen Hurts can't really throw the ball. And the banged up wide receivers in his hand. I I just think the Bucks are looking good as a three-point dog here. I'm going to be so upset if the Eagles lose this game. I'll, I only know like two or three Eagles fans, but I'm calling all of them. And I feel like whereas the Baker and them boys can come out there, they don't give – like the the, well, the the pressure and weight is all on the Eagles squad. Facts. So the, no one gives a fuck if the, if the Bucks lose this game. No one's losing the job. Baker if, is getting an extension. He's getting the payday. He can throw everything he's got against the wall this game. Mike Evans leaves or not, but then – Jaylen, they're talking about if Nick Sirianna loses this game, potentially he might be out as the Eagles coach. Like, that's because he might have lost the locker room. Mm, and that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, so and that and then, like, A.J. Brown might see a little – if they lose, bro, we might get one of them diva. But I don't know. This might get ugly. I'm going to Bucks. Give me three-point dog at home on Monday. It's going to get real crazy in Tampa Bay. But – Hell yeah. Anything you got for Super Wild Card Weekend? I'm ready to get it in, man. Football starts Saturday. Ah, it's about to be a great weekend. I know. If we don't win this game, it's going to be a tough recap. That's all I'm going to say. But real quick, run down the slate. Saturday, Kev's got the Texans. I got the Browns to kick it off. And then we're both rocking the Dolphins. That's a five-point dog. In Kansas City. And then Sunday, both on the Bills to kick it off. Both on the Cowboys. Then you got the Lions. I got the Rams. And then I'm on the Bucks and you're on the Eagles. So yeah, we got some different we got some different picks this first round. We'll see how it goes, man. As always, y'all go drop your picks down in the uh, comments section in your bets. I'm Paul Pick and Winner. That's Kevin, Waterboy Savoy. We just broke down week. Super wild card weekend and some of the coach firings. Shout out Nick Saban. Shout out Bill Belichick. Shout out Pete Carroll. And if y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.